Welcome to Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I'm your host, Marquita McGee, a happy wife, proud mother, career woman, and voiceover artist. I created this podcast as a place to be encouraged through wisdom for different aspects of life. We all navigate through the many challenges of life, feeling unfulfilled in our purpose, and we believe there's more. We will explore in this podcast keys to unlock the door to the next level and transform. I'll be interviewing people who have found unconventional wisdom that catapulted them to success in business, health, relationships, and their gifts in the arts. We will reflect on how you can apply unconventional wisdom to achieve your success, affirming what you believe, and helping you create your transformation story. Come along with me into this week's episode to capture this wisdom and have forward movement in your life. Today we are going into part two of the musical life of John Wayne Bailey. I encourage you to listen to part one in the previous episode where we learn how John Wayne got into music, the height of his career, and the challenges he faced with homelessness and addictions. We will continue the interview today and learn how he was restored from homelessness and addictions and how God took him to even greater heights in his music career. Let's take a listen. Because God brought you out of it, my assumption is you just, you're like, well, it's no shame here. It's no pride. I'm just going to pick up the pieces and move on with him. Yeah, I, I was just, I was content with just having a place to live because I had lost all my equipment. I had thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment. I don't even know what happened to it. I think people stole it from me in the mm. process. All the drug addicts I was around, they just, and I was so in another world doing drugs. I didn't, I don't know how to say I didn't notice because it's a big deal to lose your equipment. But you know, when you don't have yeah. a place to stay and you're keeping it at this person's house, this person's house, that person's house, that stuff just starts to disappear, you know? And I was just satisfied to have uh, like when I got an apartment to live in, I couldn't see up to that point. So when I got an apartment, it was like, it was a shock. That all of a sudden now I have a place to live. And I, even though I had like $10 left over after two weeks, okay, all I had was $10, <laughs> but, but I had everything, you know what I'm saying? I had something to eat. I had a roof over my head and I was cool. I didn't really have any equipment other than just my acoustic guitar that I play all the time. And, um, and I was satisfied with that because I didn't know how I was going to get out of my situation. You know, yeah. it's not like God said, Hey, you know, this is, I'm going to do this for you. I just said, Lord, you know, I know I can't be like this anymore. <laughs> help. That was my prayer. Just help, you know, yes. straight up. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't anything spectacular. And, but he literally, like I didn't do it. All I know is I woke up into everything he was doing and mm. uh, I got pulled out of that. Um, you know, and like one of the guys I met, uh, while I was with Def Jam was Kevin Parker. He, uh, he's a mixing engineer for like, he mixed an engineer like Whitney Houston, like, uh, let me see Madonna, like P funk, the George Clinton band, you know, mystical outcast. Yeah. He mixed a lot of just major people. And somehow he and I became friends in the midst of it. And, um, he calls me one day and he wants to go out and do something. And I was like, I don't, some stuff I was like, I don't do anymore. So I was like, yeah, I don't do that anymore, Kevin. You know, he said, we well, got to come down to the studio. I was like, ah. I said, man, I'm done. Cause like it was a, it was a burden to want to be successful, 
to lose it and still want even beyond the success that you lost, that was a burden to carry that for me. Mm. And I did not want that anymore. Like I was tired of carrying the that I want to be successful. And so I literally prayed. I said, God, I said, I don't want this anymore. I said, I'll just take you, Lord. I just want you. And I don't want this. I said, this is a burden to me. And fast forward, when Kevin came back in, he was trying to get me to come down in the studio. He was working down at Outcast Studios, thank God, you and all that. And then I was just like, ah. I was like, man, that sounds great. I said, but I'm just not about that life anymore, man. And I was so done. But he would not stop. He laughed at me. He said, oh, come on, John Wayne. You? He said, man, that's like Michael Jackson said he don't want to play basketball, dude. Come on. You know, <laughs> I mean, not, not, not Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. Sorry, my fault. Michael yeah, Jordan. yeah. There we go. I knew too much. Uh, and um, so I finally went down there. Really, I, I sold a song. I did a song with him and a producer I met uh, from Rock to Death, Walt Cusick. And we got a song with Colt Ford out of National Country Hip Hop. And let me, show, let me tell you how God works. My, one of my childhood favorites is DMC, Run DMC, right? Yeah. So DMC was on the song. I got to be in the studio with DMC. That was crazy for me. Mm, mm. That's like, you know, they somebody think about the biggest star that they love, and then they get to yes. be in the studio with them. Oh, my goodness. It's like God said, look, not only... Am I going to bring you back? Because I know you love to do this. He said, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you in a way that there's no way you can make this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it was just cool. It was a really good moment. And uh, it's really opened up so many other doors, too. You know, this is so good. You're answering my questions before I even ask them. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I'm like, oh, I want to ask that. Oh, he's answering that. So this is so good. <laughs> So I want to elaborate on that last part. You mentioned, you know, when you gave your life over and said, you know what, I'm not chasing this big time fame anymore. You know, I'm just going with you, God, and then we'll see what's next. And, you know, he he made it work out for your good and, and you're just flourishing and thriving. Okay, so you've worked with high-profile people. You have great opportunities mm-hmm. that come your way. I'm sure there are some that you turn down, you know, and some that you do accept. What is the key to you accepting an opportunity versus you rejecting one? You know, as you mentioned, just in your story, you shared that Kevin wanted you to do something, and you're like, no, I'm not about that anymore. So mm. how do you filter the opportunities that you get? Wow. You got to do what you were called to do mm-hmm. and what you were called to do can open up multiple doors. You see what I'm saying? You know, if you're called, okay, let me use a, a very bad analogy here. If you're called to be a car that's racing on the road, you're going to have the opportunity to park on the side of the road. You're going to have the opportunity to park in a garage. You're going to have the opportunity to, to just be at a show and people, you know what I mean? So, but you're meant to race on the road. So you got to turn down those other, although they're associated with cars and so forth, you got to turn down those things down and you got to do what you were meant to do. So you really, it's almost like a growing process of knowing yourself and, uh, and what, you know, you were created to do and then staying within those boundaries. Because even if you get, like I say, upon an international level, you know what I'm saying? When you get up there, there's going to be so much to work through. You're going to have more people pulling at you. You're going to have, um, 
Like, I mean, even now, like, even like, you know, I get people all the time and want me to record with them and so forth. And I have to literally tell them yes and no. And, but I've had to go through the process of, of growing mm-hmm. to understand that as soon as they ask me, I begin to feel whether it's right for me or not immediately. And then like, I've even had to tell people no. And then they're so persistent to keep coming at me. And then I just have to be like, look, you know. And just, you know, just keep it respectful, of course. But I'd be like, look straight up. And I'm so sorry, I just can't do it. You know, because I know that my call and what I'm supposed to do is over here. And that I wasted a lot of time with other things enough to where I learned, okay, what I need to do and then what I don't need to do. So I, I definitely do that when I when I deal with uh, with people. And then, you know, you got to know, you got to write down those goals and you mm-hmm. got to keep them in front of you. And it doesn't mean that those things, those goals cannot be revamped, which they're going to be revamped. You know, you're not going to complete all of them. You know, like my, my dad is a, is a, is a military uh, vet, uh, Vietnam vet. And so one thing he always taught me is just in my, it's in my brain the way I work. You know, the military, they do a, a 24 hour plan, seven mm. day plan, 30 day plan, and a 365 day plan and then they're constantly revamping those and this is the greatest military in the earth that does that operates this way so i try to do that um (laughs) i I sound real good like i'm good at it trust me it's it's i don't know if anybody ever gets good at that i just know that you you got to have that strategy up there you know and even now it's like as as i'm talking to you it's like you know you set up goals and you got to execute them but you know, I'm not saying that I execute them really well. <laughs> I just say that I put it up there and try to go after it, you know? Yes, that's good. That last part about those plans, you know, kind of segues into my, my next question. What do you tell somebody who's just starting out? Um, they're writing yeah. songs. They're trying to uh, perfect themselves as a musician. Um, they want to be an engineer. They want to get into the industry. What nugget would you share with them? Or have you shared that already, you know, for them to, you know, chase their dream or uh, get in front of opportunities? Um, if I get the opportunity to speak to someone about that, which I have one right now, um, a young girl, she's 18. Her mom used to be one of my fans in one of my groups. And she's just like, her daughter's graduating. She wants me to send her a letter and, and put something about legacy in there for her in the letter. So I'm gonna do, I do, I like doing little wax stamp letters. I do that kind of cool little artistic thing and yeah. make, put a little personal touch on it. And what I'm gonna tell her is, is what I'm gonna answer your question with. Number one, this is for either, you know, a guy or a girl. For her, she's a girl. I'm going to tell her there's an old woman waiting on her and trusting that she's going to make the proper decisions. That's number one. Number two, you're going to leave a legacy, but you got to choose. Is it going to be a legacy of life or is it going to be a legacy of death? Is it going to be a legacy that, that rise with God or is it going to be a legacy that rise with the devil and with evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the choice that people got to make. And so it's going to be one or the other. They're going to have to intentionally make that choice. And then when they look upon their lives, look back on life, they're blessed to be able to look back on their lives. They're going to have the feeling of whether it was worth living or not. So when it comes to, you know, to art, you know, you want to encourage the next generation after you. That's our job. 
You know what I'm saying? So when I do music and stuff, yeah, I still got big dreams. But I understand also I got a lot of people behind me back, back over here and I got to mm. encourage them. So the thing about it is, is when I go out to my dreams, I want to make sure that I'm proud of myself at the very end. You know what I'm saying? Because there's an old person waiting for you to make the right decisions. It's you at your oldest, at your, I would say, your peak in your life, you know, and, and you're gonna, you want to look back. You want to be proud of what you do. You want to make sure that you're on the side of good. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's on the side of God. And then, you know, um, you got to make sure that there's purpose in your music or whatever art that it is that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because anybody that's ever been great, they had purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we can just think about all kinds of people with that. You know, they, they, they did stuff with their gift. You know, we only, you know, they say you only live once. Well, the, the, the YOLO thing, I say that's incorrect. You actually live twice. Mm. And then you're going to get, you're going to re- get to review the first time you live when you're done. Yes. So make sure you do it right though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Ooh, man, this is so good. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. All right. I want to switch it over just a little bit, but we're still in the same vein. Every nation mm-hmm. touched, every heart changed. Tell us what a glow is and what you do with that. Ooh, um, I just love a glow. When I tell you genuine, genuine people, I'm just, they will, they encourage, they're, they're such encouragers. They know how to just be happy for you and encourage you and just really bring the gift out that's in you. Um, their senior leadership is uh, Dutch Sheets, who works with Chuck Pierce. Yes. Out of Glory of Zion down in Texas, uh, Chuck Pierce is like, he's basically, you know, the, a prophet to the nations and Dutch Sheets is the prophet to the United States. Just really solid men of God. But a glow, most of the aglows are small. They got multiple ones in each state here in the United States. But from what I understand, they have an aglow in every nation in the world. So each aglow lighthouse is... Um, they're, they're mostly, uh, women that do them because, you know, women just are just, they seem to be more committed, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can be trusted better sometimes. I don't know. But, uh, um, but what I'm trying to say is it's usually smaller groups, like maybe five to 10 people in each lighthouse. But when like, this is the re like I got the regional coming up. So there's going to be a lot of people there, you know, for that, but, it's just really cool. They come together. We do worship music. They're seeking what God is saying for either a particular issue that's going on in society, for um, a situation that could be going on. They, they come together to pray, to worship God, to stir up the God's spirit and find out what God is saying and how what he puts on their hearts as a, as a whole, as a gathering about what to pray for and and what God is saying about a situation. Like, you know, give an example when it comes to like, you know, voting for the, the president, you know, something like that. They'll come together and do a service and see what the spirit of God is saying about which candidate that he wants his people to, you know, to vote for. Mm. Or let's say there's some kind of like evil going on. Like, you know, I'm also connected to, they also are connected to that too, but other people that are in the glow with like the sex trade, that we come together and do the same thing against the sex trade. We'll come against, pray against that, 
because you got innocent victims that are pulled into that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you and I sit here talking, but there's somebody s- sitting somewhere that's an innocent victim against their will being held. Mm. You know, so then we what we do is we pray against those that are doing that. And then we pray for the individuals and the ministries that are out there trying to help them and pull those people out. And not only just pull them out, they also got homes for them people to live in and, and help them to mm-hmm. re, uh, to like recuperate from everything they've been through, you know? I like a glow because it's a company of people. It's not a church. It's a company of people of God. And they come and they gather just like they always did in the, in, the, in the Bible, just in the Old Testament. God's people would come together, you know what I'm saying? And they would see what God was saying, try to find out what the spirit of God together. And, you know, it's like if I say this is what I feel God's and you come to me, Marquita, you say, this is what I feel God's saying. And then we get about 20 or 30 of us together. If we find some common ground, we're mm. a lot more sure about what we think God is saying, you know? Mm. That's good. And so you are a worship leader through a glow, as well as yes. other ministries and other things that you're doing. This is great. So what's new with you? What's next for you? What are you working on? Um, what do you want to share with the people? Wow. Let's see. Well, I haven't released any new songs since like before the pandemic, like 2018, I think it was. I got some new songs coming. Uh, Actually, although I still write secular music too, you know, always inspirational, always clean though, you know how I do it. Yes. Um, But I am going to, I've got my first Christian and gospel uh, music I'm going to be releasing with the videos coming out. You know, I don't know exactly when, probably by the summertime is when they're going to hit. I'm working on my first movie as well, scoring the music for that Mm. with a potential to line up, you know, a lot more after that, you know, and that's a huge thing because that can really, you know, you can make a lot more money uh, doing that, uh, scoring music, you know, for like movies in a short amount of time. And um, so that's the thing that I'm doing there. You know, I I guess I'm a, a local a missionary too. At least that's what they they call me as far because I I get called to do you know uh, music events and worship events like basically all over the southeast. Although that sounds real good, it's not as often as you may think. But that's basically what I do. So mm. uh, so those are the things that I'm doing right now. And then so I get called by different churches, different events, just to come do music. You know, um, like we got this even this spot here in Roswell, the Roswell Day of Hope. I mean, we had over 5,000 people come through there last year, and we fed them. We had contests for them to win money. I think they gave out almost $10,000, I think. I can't remember how much. Maybe mm-hmm. less than that. Sorry if I'm wrong. And just people coming, they were signing. It was just people that were in need, you know, the community. Like, we were touching the community. And they gave free haircuts. The food was phenomenal. It was stuff for the kids. You know, yeah. it's just I like stuff like that. You know, I do – of course, I'll do big concerts anytime, too, you know, when I get the opportunity to, to do those. But – I'm not afraid to get down and get down and dirty and work in the, in the, in the, in the community and touch people locally, you know? Yes. As I was researching, that's what I found a lot about you is you love giving back. You love being a part of the community mm. and really impacting people on an individual and personal level. I'm just excited to, to be a part of your, of your journey, your story, what's coming new. I know Come Alive is still in my playlist and my husband loves Forevermore. And so we are, we, we're going to awesome. be very Thank excited you. to hear about the new music and videos with it, as well as the movies. So you're doing big things. What a great honor. 
Well, okay, yes. this has been great. Um, was there anything else you wanted to share that we didn't get to? Uh, let's see. Yeah, you know, I think that for anyone that's listening, I need them to hear one thing and hear it really well too, please. That you have a gift and it will make room for you. Even those that th- I've talked to people before, they think, oh, I don't have a gift. No, you most definitely have a gift. That's like saying, I don't have a fingerprint. Mm. No, you have a fingerprint. And yours is not like anybody else's. So if someone thinks that they don't have a gift, it's probably because they're looking at everybody else's fingerprint. But if you look down at your fingers, you got your own fingerprint. And so you have a gift. It is meant to be a blessing not only to you, but to, but to those that are called for it to be a blessing too. And um, your your life is not without purpose. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, life is special. And uh, so don't give up. Don't give up hope, you know, and just ask God, Lord, you know, help me. And what do you want me to do? Mm, you know? That's good. And so that leads us. I'd like to uh, give the audience some type of actionable tip you know, that they can do. And so you just said that we all have a gift and we we have purpose. So what is something that our listeners can do today to get closer to knowing their gift, operating in it, or, you know, finding purpose? What would you say they need to do that one thing? Write down. Write it down. That is so huge. What I do is I get little erasable boards. I've got them all over my studio. I wrote goals on them too, but I always start out like I write like a big circle and I write in there, for instance, what your gift is or what you do, if you know what that is. And then from there, think about where that's going to be 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And then you'll write off where that is 15, 20, 20 years from now. So basically you're writing down the vision that you have in your heart. You got a vision. There's, there's one in there. Something that if you don't know what it is, then what you need to do first is begin to, you know, to, to pray and, and seek and see what it is that your gift is. You know what your gift is. Just ask the people around you what you're good at, you know, and they're going to tell you. And then, but most people know what they're good at. You know what I mean? At, at some point, they begin to figure that out. So write it down. And then, Write down goals that will get you to the highest point of that gift. Write down goals that will get you there. And along the way, you're going to improve on clarifying that vision. You're going to revamp that, what you wrote down. And then you're going to keep getting sharper and sharper. I found that when I wrote stuff down and I look back 10 years ago, I fulfilled most of them. I don't even know how that happened. But yet you got to write it down first, though. Mm. You got to write that down first, though, you know. Wow. So that's what I would say. Yes. Sound like you're saying there's power in writing. Yes. It's power in writing it down. Mm. Big time. This is so good. And it's different than just typing it in. You know what I'm saying? That you want to have something separate that you write down, hanging on your wall. Well, you got to look at it every day when you walk by it. Mm. You know, you might get caught up in life. Forget about it. And, you know, like I've had some stuff I've had to deal with with, within my family, with, with my dad here recently. And, you know. So I get caught up in that and I walk over by the wall and boom, I'm looking right at the vision though in the midst of everything. You know, you got to have that vision written down, you know, write the vision down and make it plain on paper or, you know, on a race board or something like that, you know? Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. 
Okay, so tell us, where can the people find you? Uh, okay, I am on, uh, you can just search my name, John, J-O-H-N, Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y. On Instagram, it's B John Wayne. Uh, Facebook is just straight up John Wayne Bailey. YouTube is John Wayne Bailey. And then, uh, yeah, that's kind of, uh, it's the only things that I kind of um, put myself out there on currently. Or the website is therealjohnwaynebailey.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been such an awesome honor and privilege to be in your presence and hearing the stories and all that you're doing. It is so life-changing. It's so motivating. I'm ready to get off and come back and listen and take my own notes. This is good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I hope the story you heard inspired and motivated you to take action for transformation in some aspect of your life. I would love it if you sent an email with questions, share your enlightening moment or profound wisdom you may have. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. See you in the next episode. Bye.